0: Welcome to This Girl Puts Out. I'm your host, Carm Macaretta, and I interview real women with real stories about real life stuff. I'm inviting you to laugh, cry, and connect with my guests as they share some of their most impactful life experiences, from their brightest moments to their darkest hours. For more stories and an opportunity to share your own, visit me at thisgirlputsout.com. All right, so welcome to This Girl Puts Out Podcast number two. My name is Carm and I'd like to welcome my friend and the CEO of Work Be Digital, Lisa Shirakis, is with me today. And she has a great story to share with us. Um, personal story and a story about her rise to reigning queen of digital. That's what I'm calling you today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to thank Trek, the Niagara Falls Business Incubator, for hosting us today for our podcast. Um, really lively environment here today. So it's kind of cool to be a part of what's going on down here. Um, so, Lisa, mm-hmm. you are a self described strategist. Mm-hmm. Digital aficionado. (laughs) Tech hack. I'm definitely a tech hack. Search evangelist. Yes. And a coffee snob. Yes. I also know you as a wonderful, wonderful human. Thank you. And a mom. Yeah, I should put that in there, too. And a mom. Yeah. Um, Anything else to describe yourself to tell us who you are?
1: Uh, I think that sums it up. I think uh, I, I would say...
0: Pitbull, you know, if I want something (laughs) like a pitbull. I've seen that girl. I've seen her. All right. So right now, you are the CEO of a growing but very successful uh, digital empire, and uh, but things were not always this way. Mm-hmm. You did not start here. You didn't land here in, uh, mm-hmm. in this wonderful space. Um, you created it. Mm-hmm. But there was a whole whole life that happened before this. Um, so, can you tell me about? Um, About your life, Mm -hmm. and you know, what came before this?
1: Uh, So, I grew up here in Niagara Falls um, in a family with four brothers. And uh, my parents split up very early, and my mom became a single mom. My dad was always out of work because he was in construction, and there wasn't a whole lot happening around here. So, uh, needless to say, we were very poor. And um, I learned early on that I did not want to live in these restraints financially for the rest of my life. So. Um, wow. Uh, You know, having four brothers, uh, three of them were musicians, so they got me into music and I, you know, I ended up learning how to play guitar. And uh, my mom, as brave as she was with five kids, she uh, decided to quit her job, Mm go on welfare and go back and get a college degree. And she did. And by the time she graduated and actually lifted herself, we were all you know, a little older, but, Mm. uh, at that time I was probably 18, 19. And I was dating uh, the love of my life. And, uh, within a year of us dating, we were pretty much thrown the keys to a family restaurant business. Uh, my then fiance, his dad had taken ill and the, uh, his mom and dad just said, here, take it. So Mm. it was like instant business just to add water. Uh, Mm. that was a struggle because Mm. I learned, um, I learned how to lead the hard way. Uh, I had no formal training in leadership. I didn't know how to be a manager. I knew nothing about the restaurant industry. I was just kind of thrown into it. Uh, unfortunately, well, well, the good news is we lasted uh, 14 years in the mm-hmm. business, and uh, it, it devastated my marriage. As anyone would know, in that industry, there is an 80% divorce rate. And unfortunately,
0: I was in that percentage. Wow, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, and uh so I found myself single. We were both out of work because we sold the business. I found myself single, and um, I pretty much left the marriage saying, okay, just let me – leave with what I came with and I'll figure it out. So, uh, at that point, I had always had a very much a love for technology, even in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. I mean, when Windows 95 came out, Mm -hmm. I was addicted. Like, everyone told me I was addicted to the computer, and I was. Like, I couldn't get enough of Windows 95, you know? And and just the possibilities and the internet, the possibilities. So I was self-taught long Mm -hmm. uh, before I actually went into tech. And uh, so I was uh, single. I was uh, selling things in the house on eBay to pay the mortgage. Uh, those few years were very difficult. One, I didn't want to go get a full-time job because I had two kids who needed me. I mean, they just went through a divorce, and I wasn't about to go, you know, stick 'em in latchkey. I figured, you know what? I, I'm resourceful. I'll figure this out. Um, I was selling stuff on eBay, and literally everything in my house was had a price tag my daughter's yeah, yeah. dance shoes pictures <laughs> on the wall i kid you not old coats my I, I was very i was probably too proud for my own good yeah. so i wouldn't borrow any money
0: mm-hmm.
1: so uh my family was like what do you need it what do you, uh, just bring me your old stuff you just clean out your garage and give it to me and I'll, make, turn it into money. I'll turn it into money. So I did that. And my garage was full. Yeah. I mean, you name it, yeah. it was in there. And I would sell stuff literally for a dollar just to yeah. make money because it wasn't worth anything. But I'd make money on the shipping and sure. the handling. And then um, I did that for a while. And that was stressful. And then I ended up, I said, I'm going to get a part-time job because we had no health insurance. Mm. And I was tired of telling my son, you cannot ride your skateboard because if you break an arm, we're gonna be homeless, literally. Oh my God. so I said, okay, let me go get a part-time job and see if I can secure some health insurance. And um, my ex at that time, he had just started a job, no discredit to him, Mm -hmm. he was a great dad. Uh, It's just a situation that we were in, you know, um, and there was nothing we could do about it. I had to really just step up at that point. Um, But I, I got a job for $11 an hour as a data entry clerk. For a company in Williamsdale. Mm-hmm. And I told them right out of the gate, look, I can work between nine thirty and two thirty and that's it. I'm seeing these kids off to school and you know we're right. Home, yeah. So I just come out of the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. This was eighty hours a week. This was, you know, you were drinking from a fire hose all the time. So I, I got in there and they told me the job description. I'm like, is that all I have to do? <laughs> and you're gonna give me eleven dollars an hour? This is amazing. Like I was stoked. It turns out, um, and I give all my career, my tech credit to this family who own this business. They own a, um, technology, they build, uh, servers in mm-hmm. Toronto. And, uh, I'll, I'll give them a shout out. I3, or I3, uh, manufacturer of, of DVR servers. And, uh, I quickly found out that there was a lot of tech in this company mm-hmm. and I was, um, I was enthralled. I was just like, holy cow, this was, Analytics, like video analytics. And so I was taking every advantage that I could to try to get myself on that bench in the repair room, you know, to replace the motherboards or replace the hard drive. And of course I, there was a technician there that just wasn't having a woman on the bench, you know, uh, well one day he actually didn't show up and we had, servers that had to go out, customers were, you know, so I was like, I could do this, and this guy, and his name is Jose Kim, I owe him everything, cause uh, we had cameras in the office, Mm -hmm. and he literally told me to put a ladder up to the camera in the warehouse, And I would bring him the parts and I'd go, Jose, is this the part? No, no, no. He said, No, that's not the part. We'll get this one. I'd go back down to the warehouse, I'd get the part, I'd go up on the ladder, I'd put it to the camera. (laughs) I'd say, Jose, is this the part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, go down there, you know. And then he would walk me through on the phone what to do and replace motherboards, uh, PCI cards, troubleshoot. Um, it was amazing. And eventually I became uh the uh repair supervisor and then operations manager. And then I got into tech support and I got into uh, third tier tech support, which was, uh, national accounts, mm-hmm. like national retail. So I would have people from, you know, big retail chains calling me about their problems. Well, they quickly found out my background in the restaurant. I was pretty techie, but I could also really talk and connect and build rapport with people. Yeah. So uh, that is how I got into technology. So they stopped me in sales, which at first I rejected so much. Yeah. And my bosses were so amazing. Uh, I have to give so much credit to Grace Huang and the whole Huang family because yeah. they loved me. They took me under their wings. I took good care of their business, though. So, um, and uh, they created this position called the Technical the technical sales manager because I didn't <laughs> want to be the sales person. You're going to be the technical salesperson. You know, you're still going to get to be a techie, but we want you out in the field. And um, I worked with some amazing companies like Pet Boys and HP and Dell, and I got on the inside of those teams um, because those were our partners. Mm. We were buying components from them and uh, selling them into, you know, places like um, – you know those big retailers down to Karen Disney and it was amazing I had such a beautiful experience and if it wasn't for the Hoang family believing in me and giving me an opportunity to learn and allowing Jose Kim to train me through a camera in Toronto I would I would never have gone this route they were I give them all the credit for my entire career and uh uh, sadly the travel got too much i had my last Mm -hmm. baby at 40. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i met a wonderful man and um we decided to have a child together and i just said okay i can't be traveling all over the country now i gotta i gotta stay home so but i did right away you know i was traveling the country i said ah i got two at home i'm gonna slap this one on the hip right i'm gonna slap her on the hip and go right back to work and I know you know this, yeah. feeling. <laughs> you have that baby, and you're devastated to leave. And now I'm nursing. And and, and 10 years ago, you know, these places weren't so generous with uh, nursing mother rooms. Exactly. So here I am with a breast pump, and I'm in an all-male field, okay, and in a breast pump, in a rental car, and I'm literally pulling into parking lots in New York City to – to pump milk and crying at the same time oh yeah pump and pour right Mm -hmm. pump and dump i would do that like throughout the day and in airports pumping and um i did that for about two years and i said okay i can't do this anymore so actually i took a job locally but that started my tech career um i had nothing i Mm -hmm. literally had nothing i I started for 11 dollars an hour and they kept trying to talk me into um, full time. And I mm-hmm. thought, here I was from the restaurant business full time. Oh no, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, Lisa, you can go on um, salary. And I'm like, oh no, we can't do that. I have to be home and be home. And she's like, well, salary's like that. You know, it, it's basically, you could just make your own hours as mm-hmm. long as you put 40 in, you know, and I thought to myself, people do this, like companies yeah. will take care of you like this. Like. This woman allowed me to do whatever I wanted, and um, I made sure that I just gave 140% because it was such a blessing. But those early days were hard. You know, I didn't, um, I've always been the person that I'm going to make something out of nothing. Like even as kids, when we were growing up, we didn't have a lot, you know, mm. as far as furniture or things mm. like that. I would make stuff. Like I took my mother's drapes and made a canopy over my bed, you know, because I wanted to be a princess, right? I mean, just I'll be a princess, right. I was but, very resourceful, but, right. and um, I would. I always had that entrepreneurial mm. spirit.
0: Yeah, your mom. Yeah, was an inspiration oh, to me, yeah. too. Mm. I, I, I didn't know that.
1: Oh, yeah, she was.
0: She, uh, and she know, still
1: is. Yeah. She's still, you know, going strong. She, uh, she raised those five kids. Yeah. You know, my dad ended up moving to California. So here she was with five kids, four of them boys. No mind, you know, and it was always a call from school. She right. was dragging a kid by the hair down the street. You <laughs> know, in those days, she didn't get arrested. There goes Mrs. you so- <laughs> <and she's> dragging <laughs> her Mrs. Adams, Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, but, all of us turned out amazing, mm-hmm. and um, all of us have this very uh, uh, innate to work ethic. Mm-hmm. All of us work mm-hmm. very, incredibly hard. Uh, so I think that uh, she instilled that mm-hmm. in us, too.
0: Before we get into where you are now, on mm-hmm. uh, the segue from uh, the being corporate. an employee to mm-hmm. being a, a CEO, yeah. um, before you... And had the restaurant mm-hmm. were you already dreaming about a career in tech was that what you wanted to do mm-hmm. and then and then you, the restaurant came or you know did you put off dreams to to do the restaurant? Oh I definitely put off dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact I was bound to determine that mm-hmm.
1: I was going to be a rock star. That was it. That was my life mm-hmm. and yeah. God knew I know that dream <laughs> God knew not to put me there oh, yeah. he probably some. Drug addict, you know whatever. He knew I, that was not the place for me. Sure. Um, and I never went down that path, thankfully. Uh, but he probably foresaw that. Uh, when I met uh, my husband, he, um, I had an opportunity to go play mm-hmm. for a national act mm-hmm. who had a recording contract, mm-hmm. and the band was called Stiletto. And they were an all-girl band, and I went in auditions four or five times. It was this big, long audition process and interview process, and I had to go back and forth to Toronto. And uh, literally the week they offered me the job was the week that um, my fiancé's uh, dad took ill. So I had, like, a fork in the road, and I loved him. And, yeah. You know, I wanted to have a family. But... When I got to the restaurant, it was my job to, the business was it wasn't in good shape, so it's my job to grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat in front of, they had a computer up in the office, and I sat in front of this computer with a green screen. Do you mm-hmm. remember DOS?
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: like there was nowhere to look anything up, so I would sit there and type words in to see what worked. Like, uh, you know, the commands, right? Wow. Yes, like, help. <laughs> like yes wow yeah they were commands right and i i stood in front of that screen Uh, the restaurant would close i'd stay there all night i was obsessed i was gonna figure this out i eventually got some resources a cheat sheet someone Mm -hmm. gave me where i was able to manipulate Mm -hmm. the commands but then uh, we got Windows ninety five, yeah. and then boom, the world just exploded. Up.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. like,
1: oh my gosh, I can do this, I can do that. We were actually one of the first in the area to do a um, a customer loyalty mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. At that time, nobody was doing them, you know. So we were able to get a piece of software, collect information, and deliver uh, email and newsletters to a frequent uh, climber mm-hmm. program. Uh, but we were one of the first in the entire area to launch something like that. And that yeah. was because of you. Well, that was because of the computer.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of Windows 95. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, please tell me about you know those those days when you you didn't have the money and you're pretty much a single mom. Oh yeah. Your kids are little and you're selling the stuff mm-hmm. to make ends meet. How, how tight were things? And I don't know, what does it feel like to be a mom who can't mm. give her kids what they need?
1: I'll tell you, I just, I, I think about those days, it brings me back, I get chills. It, it almost brings tears to my eyes because I think about my mom who literally had to stand in the cheese line, you know, and get us food, mm. you know, pantries and things like that. Um, it was so bad that I would play this game with the kids and I would say, okay, we're going camping, We're gonna pretend we're camping. And I would get them all bundled up in the living room and like we had a little fireplace I'd light the fire because I knew the heat was going to shut off, you know, and, uh, or it was like the heat was turned back on, but I needed to keep it super low in the winter time. I can remember um, Christmas not having a red sense. My biggest brother uh, got wind of it and he came into town and he picked up my two kids, got shopping carts and went into Toys R Us and said, you know, buy anything you want. But if it wasn't for him, we would have never had that Christmas. Um, and it was, um, I carried a lot of guilt. Because as a woman, I should have better prepared myself, you know, to not have someone by my side and supporting me. And that's how I raised my daughters, you know, make sure that you would be okay. I'm not trying to man bash Mm -hmm. because men are beautiful, you know, we need men. I just say that always have your own thing so that in the event anything happens that you're going to be okay. So I carried around a ton of guilt. Uh, there was a lot of times there was just, um, you can ask my kids about, uh, salad dressing sandwiches. (laughs) It's like, what are we having? We're having a salad dressing sandwich. You know, my mom would come over and she knew and she would bring groceries over, but I was so proud. I didn't want to take anything from anyone. I certainly would never borrow money. I was always afraid to do that. Um, but my mom was working. She didn't have a lot either at that time. I mean, you know, she's been, uh, she's a social worker, how much they make right, right. anything. But uh, if it wasn't for my family, I think there would have been times that uh, we probably would have went a few days without food or a few uh, months without heat.
0: At least how long did that period last? Oh, my God. And how does a mother get through that? Yeah, um, I think
1: that was probably five years because I started the job at I three. It was only eleven dollars mm-hmm. an hour, so that was it. You know, yeah. getting me to the to the homeland. Right. So I was supplementing that with eBay. Mm-hmm. So it was probably five years. I look back on pictures of that mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. I see my son um, and these horrible clothes and the guilt. I can't even read revis- it. It's very hard to even revisit it emotionally because, um, the guilt you carry, you know, I thought, I said to myself, if I knew that I could do away with myself and they would just be like rich and everything, aside from what I would do it in a minute, um, they, you know, they were in school. There was a lot of peer pressure. Um, and There were things I wasn't able to do for them, and uh, guilt, I can only just say guilt, 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 and stress, and stress. I was not always a happy camper because I was in my mind trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do when something hit the bank, and there wasn't enough in there to cover it so
0: it's an awful way to live and i feel like a human can only do that for so long before they implode you know before they uh you know have some kind of a breakdown Mm -hmm. of you know a mental breakdown or oh i did maybe start you know (laughs) horrible coping mechanisms you know to get through it um But I had
1: many breakdowns frequently, but I never touched alcohol mm and drugs because mm -hmm. that was not an option. Mm -hmm. My kids were like, that's, you know, they're your wife. Like, I'm not going to do anything that would jeopardize me, you know, for them. Um, And ever since, always,
0: since the day they were born, it's like, I live my life for them. You've been to the brink, though. Yeah. You can Um, understand my mother's do crazy stuff. I do. Cause you've been there. I do. Um,
1: I do have, a, I do have some, some issues with, you know, I've, I've been to the brink and didn't do crazy stuff. You can go to mm-hmm. the brink too, but everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Not to me. Once you are responsible for that beautiful life, like everything is off the table. No, That's it's not it. about you anymore. That's right.
0: You, you signed up then. You signed up. <laughs> yes. You signed up to put yourself on the back burner. Yes. Yeah? yes. Um. So the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> you developed some serious leadership skills there that oh. you didn't even know you had. Oh, right? I earned them by trial and error. You did. But did you realize you were cultivating... These skills, did you realize I'm oh, um, turning God. into a leader? Did, did. I didn't know I had no idea you were you were amazing. I knew you back then, yeah. I didn't yeah. know you well, mm-hmm. but I knew you. And the first time I met you, I thought this girl is a uh, I felt like you were just a champion of other people. I was the first time I met you.
1: My heart was always in that area. I just didn't always execute properly. Yeah. yeah. You,
0: know? you were always, um, I don't know, you, you knew how to bring out the good yeah. in people, the best in people. I remember you had asked me to, um, to attend a celebrity bartending event mm. at your restaurant, yeah. and I didn't know you. I just knew you from playing in the, playing in the restaurant. Right. And I couldn't believe you asked me. And I remember saying to you, you really want me to do this? Yeah. And you were like, are you kidding me? Do you know who you are? Yes. And <laughs> you're like a local celebrity. I thought, this girl doesn't, doesn't know me. And yet, you know, she's a woman. Women are not always nice to yeah. each other. And you just were behind me and building me. And I felt oh. elevated by knowing you. The oh, minute, I that. the minute minute we connected. Um, but I saw a leader, you know, I saw you running that restaurant. You ran the mm-hmm. hell out of that oh, restaurant. You ran the hell out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think um, you were a work in progress.
1: I was. You I were, was on the potter's yeah. wheel at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, I didn't have any leadership skills at this fruit force. Mm-hmm. you know, it was my way or the highway. That's yeah. how I led because I didn't know any better. And then one Friday night, um I walked in, I'm getting ready to work and uh I was like, "Okay, give me a rundown." And my hostess says, "We don't have any servers." And I'm like, "What do you mean, we don't have any servers?" They're like, "They all quit." Oh my god. <laughs> it's probably like Friday night during that was night. Friday night. <laughs> and I worked Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I called in family, brothers, little kids like, yeah. And I said to myself, all right, I'm obviously doing something wrong. So at that point I got really, uh, interested on in how to influence and motivate and cultivate and develop mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until that weekend.
0: Yeah. So you did, at some point you figured out Yeah. you had a skill Right. Okay.
1: They turned me, you know, it was meet me on the bounty. So, yeah.
0: um, so now you, uh, are in the tech world. Yeah. Your kids are getting older. You yeah. have pulled yourself out of the rut that you were in.
1: Financially, yeah. Yes.
0: And, um, I, I want to know first, before we talk about work um, have you forgiven yourself? Have you let go of the guilt? Mm-hmm. Have, you, That's a good question. have you reconciled with all that?
1: I think for the most part I have but Mm -hmm. then there's other skeletons you know there's Mm -hmm. always a tiger behind you Mm -hmm. and a tiger in front of you because I look back and I say well I got into tech and then I had this amazing career and then I felt guilty that I had a career Mm. you know like did I leave them too much was I there for everything it just seemed like every time I had this big meeting or presentation my daughter would have some emotional breakdown and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to To be there. Yeah. So I think that as a woman and as a mother and you're trying to have a career, I think there's a tiger behind you always and there's a tiger in front of you.
0: That is such a good way to describe it. But that is the plight of the working mom. Mm -hmm. It's tough. It is. It's tough. You are looking behind you and looking in front of you. It is really, really hard. And um, some of us do it better than others, but... I feel like that is the hardest job in the world I know. to be a working mom. Something is always, you're sacrificing something always. You just oh, have to yes. decide what you're going to sacrifice yeah. that day. Yes. You know, Yeah. what's going to give this yeah. day? Um, because you you can't do it all. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't. Or you're expected
1: to, we're expected to. And that hurts, yeah. you know, it, it, it really, I would sit in the C-suite at, you know, a table of executives and look, and I'd be loaded with anxiety, you know, because I knew what was facing me at home Mm on the weekend. Mm -hmm. I mean, in those days, no one went home and had to do the laundry or wash the floors or pump breast milk, you know, they went home. It was, that was it. They went home. They got to relax. And I I was always, you know, the only woman at the table many times back in those days because there weren't a lot of women in security, Mm -hmm. let alone tech. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I do. I don't know if I have forgiven myself um, for having a career. But you know what I used to do too? Mm -hmm. I would say I was very cautious somewhere somewhere I let my kids go. And the kids, a few people they would be able to go to you know, whatever, and I come home, how is it, oh mom, so-and-so's mom yelled, like I heard about things that I'm like, well, maybe I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm not screaming and yelling every yeah. day because I wouldn't do that. I yeah. just felt like, you know, these are my choices. I put this pressure on myself and it wouldn't be fair to take it out of them. But there's a guilt. I even just a few years ago had some really deep conversations with both my older kids mm-hmm. and I straight up asked them, was there anything that I have done to you or you felt I didn't do? You know, I really wanted to know that it was yeah. bothering me when I turned 50.
0: What did they say?
1: No, Mom, you were, they're never going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. Ever. Oh. But I just said, if there was something that you felt you didn't get, or that maybe I snipped at you or made you feel horrible over, or I wasn't a good mom, I, in some instances, I said, I'm just, I'm so sorry. And I went through this whole cleansing process when I turned 50 with that, because I looked at these two kids, and I'm like, how in God's name did they come out so amazing.
0: They are amazing. Because Mm -hmm. I was
1: working a lot. And I worked two jobs for 20 years. So I would work Monday through Friday and then go to work on the weekends for, you know, hockey or whatever. And, you know, I eventually met John. John just... I mean he just you know came in and took those kids as his own and helped with the hockey and the dance yeah. and everything else but you know yourself in today's day and age it's two incomes and that's it and that and everything else and so yeah i feel guilt sometimes yes i don't know if you ever think to yourself
0: oh i'm such a good mother i forgive myself for everything no. never mm-hmm. no mother thinks that okay. no mother ever mm-hmm. said that mm-hmm. um so now you're in this this tech world now Mm -hmm. but you're you're working a lot and you you just described the guilt you felt not being around so how does somebody when they're in the middle of Mm -hmm. that that uh hamster wheel
1: Mm -hmm.
0: how do you get inspired to go out on your own and start a business because Mm -hmm. when i'm on that hamster wheel you know and we're all on it for a certain amount of time we get off for a minute Mm -hmm. we get back on when I'm on that hamster wheel, I can't think about, I don't know, my hopes and dreams and aspirations. Yeah. They, they disappear for, you know, a, a amount of time uh, that is I, different, but mm-hmm. you can't. I don't have space in my brain to think about what inspires me and what, what, what can I do? What do I want to do? Um, I don't know. It's just the, the hamster wheels is, is a is a real thing for, mm-hmm. for a lot of us. And that's, I think why women get stuck, Yeah, you know, no because doubt. they're on that wheel. If they can't get off. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to get off because they can't stop doing that race that, mm-hmm. you know, that wheel mm-hmm. long, enough. they can't get off it because if they get off, the top, start falling down exactly yeah. so so they just got to stay on it so you might stay in a crappy job mm-hmm. or you might oh, you yes. know you put up with a, a lot of stuff yes. just to not get off the wheel mm-hmm. so where do you find the guts yeah the gumption the whatever it is to to say you know what I'm going to start a business. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I think that when you make change like that, Mm -hmm. like major change, life Mm -hmm. change like that, you have to be at some emotional threshold. So you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, I also feel that if you want to do something great, we all get the same Mm -hmm. 24 hours. Right. So the guy at Amazon, he had the same 24 hours as I do, you know, that started these massive businesses. I mean, the woman at Spanx that, that started Mm Sphinx. She has the same 24 hours as I do. Right. You know, you all have to forego some things. I think you have to come to an emotional threshold or you have to have a passion that you love so much that you have to have such a significant why. Or otherwise I see a lot of women that just stay on the hamster wheel because they don't, there's nothing, there's no driving force, you know? Um, a passion, uh, you know, a fire in your belly Mm -hmm. that you just can't get rid of, Mm -hmm. you know, like you, you just, you, this is this thing you've always wanted to do. It's always been there. It's just was timing, but it's been there. It's that fire in your belly. And for me, it was, I got up into a vice president, level for in corporate America. And I thought, wow, this is going to be amazing. And I quickly found out that in um, roles high up like that, you are not making an impact. You're managing up and you're playing a lot of politics. And I did not do well in that environment because I just call people out like I, I'm not playing games. Like, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Not in every company, but the environment I was in, it was a lot of um, politics and managing up, managing your superior. You mm-hmm. really couldn't. You didn't have time to develop people and encourage and make an impact on the business.
0: And that stuff didn't resonate with. You, the girl no. that I know sitting in front of me. That's no.
1: not how you work. No, I don't oh, want a ten thousand yeah. bottle of wine. Yeah, you know, I wanted, you know, I wanted to increase the business by twenty percent. Mm-hmm. I needed the resources for mm-hmm. that. Don't buy me a seven thousand dollar steak dinner. Like, that's don't. No, we don't need all right. this. You want to help me? Don't take me out for this. Invest. Give me the resources I need to yeah. grow at my people and invest into my people. You know.
0: <sighs> So, did you start work B while you were still working? Yes. You did both. I did. Yeah, because you have to do that for financial reasons, yeah. right? You can't unless yeah. you got unless you're sitting on a pile of money. You can't do that.
1: Well, in this one position, my last position, I was miserable. I was absolutely miserable, and I said, um, "I cannot do this." I was looking for another position very vigorously, and. Uh, I just said I'm gonna I'm gonna start this thing and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I I for I gave up my sleep a lot of the time to build this thing. Yeah. And then you know eventually I was I was let go as part of a layoff. But I knew in my heart they had to get rid of me. I was just too much. I calling everything out. You know. Yeah. I did not gel in that environment at all. Like I'm a worker. I want to get stuff done. You guys want to wear titles and have seven thousand dollar meals you know i mean you know like i i didn't fit the environment so uh, i was part of they laid me off quote-unquote restructured mm-hmm. whatever and uh i was 46 and i said i'm swinging the freaking bat i am swinging the bat this is it i am taking a swing i'm if i die poor mm-hmm. then i i swung the bat and now I'm like, okay, I got a kid, two kids in college, one daughter getting married, this little one who likes all this stuff, you know, <laughs> dance and, you know, everything else. And I said to myself, failure isn't an option, you know? I can always go back and yeah. go work back in sure. corporate, but I believe 100% mm-hmm. we, there's still sexism and even more so there's ageism.
0: Yep it's out there for sure I, no I agree with you um I, i'm starting to experience that as, at a low level mm-hmm. and boy first time you feel it it hits you right between the eyes you you don't know what what's going on at first
1: right <laughs> you have no idea what's going on yeah. at first but yes. you
0: figure it out in the car on the way home yeah you're like holy cow yeah i can't believe that just happened that just happened yes yeah um so WorkBee, um, I'm gonna have you tell me a little bit about it, but it's gone through several mm-hmm. evolutions. Oh. Yes, <laughs> Again. start a business, you know, it, you are never gonna end up where you started ever. It's
1: always gonna more.
0: That's a good, yeah. a good, uh, you know, thing to for for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. to know. It's gonna, yeah. I wanted
1: to do one thing, and that was automation and um, admin. So I would take your back end, and I don't mean like your back end, like, right. you know, your back end of your office and right. automate it and um, digitize it. And uh, I quickly found out that in our area, mm-hmm. businesses aren't as techni- technologically advanced as they were in other areas that I've worked in, mm-hmm. you know, bigger cities. Sure other client uh, offices, so uh, that didn't resonate too well. I already knew how to develop websites. I was doing that on the side, but in my mind, I'm like, no one is going to hire a 45-year-old developer, so I actually subconsciously pigeonholed myself as the you know automation mm-hmm. admin mm-hmm. person. Because I thought that was the angle I would be able to get clients. And, st- and then once I got them in, I can always pitch the web development stuff. Because sure. I thought age, you know, people are going to look at you and say, well, you know, you're almost 50. How are you, you know, relevant in technology? I did. I did. I did. And finally, I was like, all the business I was getting was, get- was websites. And I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to take the skin off and just... I'm just going to go out there and do what I do and Mm -hmm. say what I am instead of hide behind this automation admin. Yeah, sure. That's what it was, a lot of it. I didn't want to put it out there because um, I felt insecure. You were afraid. Yeah, I was afraid of what people would, Mm -hmm. you know, how would they be an older.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. So you did it. You did it. I took the skin yeah. off. Yeah, you I was took like, the skin okay. Off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said, I'm not an admin person. I did that yeah. for eleven dollars an hour. You know, <laughs> back in the day, I need to just claim who I am yeah. and what I love to do. That you know, knowing you and, and watching you go through these evolutions mm-hmm. as a business owner, um, that's your secret sauce, right there. Is your you are. Fifty percent heart, fifty percent brains. The blend, yeah, the blend that, that, that you have is uh, your heart comes through immediately. Mm. You're just so real and authentic, and you you present that everywhere you go, everywhere you go. And you, I don't know, you're a strong, confident female, okay. and you know your stuff. Yeah, and, I do uh, now, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> Not you so know much back in the day, I know, but it, know. it's amazing how we all we all carry insecurity. Yeah. All of us do, you know. And on the outside, it's we so look limiting. we yeah. look strong, and yeah. on the outside, mm. it looks like we've got it all together. And um, more so today with with mm. all the socials, like yes. everybody looks like they have it all together, but we know yeah. they don't. Yeah. Uh, and we all are it's so are, limiting too. Yeah, it's so limiting. Um, it is, but you uh, you have done amazingly well. Um, yeah, I want to uh, just tell us real quick. Um, work be digital mm-hmm. uh, is web development.
1: We are. I, I, this is what I say. I help my customers find new customers and create a better experience for their current customers. So whether that's a website, that's ads. You know, am I digital marketing? Yes. But at the end of the day, our goal is, you know. Get help, more customers. Help them grow their yeah. business. Yes. Yeah. I help yeah. people grow their business, yeah. whatever that looks like. And so many times it's web and SEO because that's what the world yeah. is. That's where your
0: customer is. i buy anything you trying to sell me. <laughs> I would. Like, I got a bridge. <laughs> I see the honesty and support you give other entrepreneurs. You know, we have touched on a few different levels over the past couple years, and you've had your hand in a lot of stuff. Mm, But just (laughs) always building, always lifting. You are such a champion of other women and entrepreneurs. Mm. You truly, truly are. You live and breathe that. I don't know. I, I really do think that combined with your, your brains is really your, your secret sauce. And you are going to be relevant for a long time and you are going to be, you're going to continue to have success, Lisa, Thank because you. I think in today's world, mm-hmm. we are all looking for more honesty yes. and more authenticity. Yes. And when you find it, boy, you know it's gold. Mm-hmm. you know it's gold. and so you have a, a long, long uh, road of success in front of you and that is that is the, the truth. truth huh? Yes, that is the truth. Um, give me something, uh, just one or two little pearls for a woman. Uh, going into business for herself, either the woman that's got the fire in her belly mm-hmm. that can't get off the wheel to get something started—I don't know—give give me a couple of pearls mm-hmm. because you've been you've been uh, training entrepreneurs for a while and yeah. coaching. So what,
1: what what would you like them well, to say? Well, I would say that um, you have something to offer the world and you may not know it because you're too close to it you have something to offer the world and don't let our youth obsessed society marginalize you or scratch your voice because the more experience you have, the more valuable you become, not irrelevant. And um, when you step back and look at yourself in a different light other than with your own eyes, you see, you have so much to offer and it's never, ever, ever too late. Colonel Sanders, was like 60, and he went door to door with his fried chicken recipe, okay? (laughs) And here we are, he was a guy, it's been so long. He was 60 when he started his business, and he's left a legacy, so it's never too late. It's just what's in your head, it's all in your mind. Business is mindset, that's it. If If you can master the mindset, you can master anything. That's all it is, that's what I've learned.
0: You gave me chills when you said, don't let, you know, today's society marginalize you Mm -mm. uh, because of your age. Often, you know, I I feel like Mm -mm. the world is getting on without me sometimes, you know, especially the the tech world, the Internet world, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: Um, It's meant, it's designed for you to feel like that. So you chase the platform, so you stay on it longer, so you look more. And, And that's what it's designed for.
0: And you're saying don't listen to it.
1: No, 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 don't listen to it. Um, I am I am a tech person. I yeah. love being, I, yeah. I'm, all, I'm anti-paper, anti-everything. But I will say that a, too much of a diet of that, well, that's why people have, were experiencing in society, you know, levels of depression that are just, you know.
0: Astronomical. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. and, and I really believe that uh, it's because we're we're in a comparing mindset society. We compare ourselves with others. Yes. And as a woman, if you're 40 or older or 35 or older, you have something highly valuable to offer this world in the form of whatever your thing is. Just, you know, get out of the way of yourself, you know, get out of your own way. And that's what stops us is we look at these, you know, 30-somethings,
0: You heard it here, people, from Lisa (laughs) Chiracus. Just before we wrap up, Mm -hmm. uh, anything that we need to know about you before we go? Well, I want to say that I
1: surround myself with women who are like me. And I connect with women who are real and who are very smart and highly intelligent and have that fire in their belly. And um, I'm just completely honored to be with you on this journey and mm-hmm. to know you. And I know this thing is going to just explode. So to know something about me is birds of a feather, birds of the same feather flock together. So please, oh, you, you are... You are, you are on a trajectory, and I can see it, so I'm going to continue to uh,
0: be right there and cheerlead on oh, the top for you. Mel, mm-hmm. um you are the one who pushed me out of my fear, so mm-hmm. I was getting here my own way, and here we are. I love it. Oh, man. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today on This Girl Puts Out podcast number two with Lisa Chiracus, the reigning queen. Of digital. I'd like to thank Trek, the Niagara Business Incubator, for hosting us today. And I want to thank you for listening. And we sure do hope you continue to follow us here on thisgirlputsout.com. Signing off. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And for more stories about real life women, visit thisgirlputsout.com.